devotees should as people who have somewhat understood the philosophy of krishna consciousness strive for wealth position education etc all of us have material desires we have aspirations and there is an inherent need or a desire to have more to have more wealth to grow in our career and sometimes we have a guilt feeling am i doing justice am i lagging behind what if i devote too much time to god or spirituality will i be left behind in the race so first get that understanding right should a devotee who is practicing krishna consciousness strive for wealth position power growth in his career or not because we go off balance and at times even compromise on our spiritual priorities when we are not very clear about our priorities when we feel that we are lagging behind we try putting more energy more focus in these areas and then our spiritual life takes a beating so shila prabhupad wrote a letter to a devotee in which he says i am so glad to learn that your examination in ma is successful and i hope very soon you will have your phd degrees both titles can be engaged in the service of the lord so degree money all of this has a place in krishna consciousness there are four things desirable in this material world janma aishwarya shruta shri good birth in other words comfortable house good facilities good amenities aishwarya opulence shruta education intelligence and shri beauty so everyone is wanting these things aspiring for these things sushila so prabhupad says that everyone in this material world is behind these things good parentage sumptuous wealth sufficient education and good beauty these things are sometimes impediments in the service of the lord because such persons with great parentage wealth etc becomes materially puffed up and thus deviate from krishna consciousness although there is nothing wrong in pursuing these things but there is a danger and the danger is that we can deviate from our krishna consciousness our priorities can take a beating we can get defocused 
we can get so involved and entangled in pursuing these goals that we can stop even devoting time to God. But Srila Prabhupada says, when these things are employed in the service of the Lord, their value becomes many more times greater, just like zero has no value. But when zero is placed on the right side of one, the value of zero enhances to ten times. Similarly, our life, wealth, intelligence, beauty, words become hundred times, hundred times greater in value if they are employed in the service of the Lord. So in other words, nothing wrong in pursuing these things. But it is very important that we have the consciousness of Krishna, the remembrance of Krishna, which is one in front of those zeros, very much in place. And that's where the topic today is giving priority to God. Giving priority to God is like that one. And all other material assets, accomplishments, wealth, beauty are like zeros. Why we call them as zeros? Because they are temporary, point one. And one day when we leave this body, everything will be left behind. Our property, assets, wealth, beauty, everything will be gone. We are stripped naked out of all these things. In Hindi we say, Khaliyat aayethe, Khaliyat jayenge. So what goes with us, with the soul, is the spiritual assets, which is a permanent credit of the soul. Just like in a Kabaddi match, a person goes into opponent's court and the objective is to touch as many people as possible and then come back to its own court. The more risk the person takes, the more people he touches, much more points he gets. But if he is too greedy and is not conscious that he has to return back and he takes more risk than required, than his appetite, then there is a possibility that he may get caught and he may not be able to even return back. So likewise, just like a Kabaddi player, when he is in the court of an opponent, he is always conscious of, first, he has to return back to his home turf. He takes risk as much as is required. He doesn't, he is very calculative. He knows that if I go too deep in the opponent's territory, there's a possibility of me getting caught and it will be of no use because he will be out of the game and he'll lose points. So likewise, even if we say that we should not pursue material desires, it is not easy to follow because we have that inherent tendency. These desires cannot be wiped out. 
we cannot become desireless. Spiritual life involves purifying our desires, which happens over a period of time with knowledge, with understanding, with purification. So while we are pursuing these desires, let us always be conscious that do I have that one in front of those zeros which I am trying to accumulate. If we have that one, those zeros have value. If it is one zero, it becomes 10. If it's two, it becomes 100. So all the zeros have value. But if we just pursue zeros and don't give priority to God, don't have that one, then all the zeros have no meaning. Two zeros, three zeros in succession, they all, the value, net value is zero. Now, how do we know that there is one in front of those zeros? How do we know that we are giving priority to God? It's a million dollar question. How do we know? Well, Srila Prabhupada has given us a very, very well-defined set of activities which we should perform on a daily basis if we were to be Krishna conscious. Set of prayers, set of kirtans, set of the do's and don'ts, the chanting of Hare Krishna Mahamantra and hearing of Srimad Bhagavatam. If we are so busy in our lives that we have no time for chanting, we have no time for hearing, we have no time for going to the temple, we have no time for reading Bhagavad Gita, then we should conclude that we are not giving enough time to the Lord. This is saying, if you pray to the Lord or if you approach God only when you have problem, only when you are in distress, then you actually have a problem. We all know that Doha, Dukh mein sumiran sab kare, Sukh mein sumiran kare na koye. So, we have to on a daily basis invest time with the Lord in building that relationship, serving the Lord and that will enable that we have that one very nicely placed in front of these zeros and then even if because of our inherent desires, even if we pursue them, we should not have a guilt feeling. In other words, if we have done our morning sadhana, we have done our reading, we have done our chanting nicely, we have heard Srimad Bhagavatam, and in due course of time, we are involved in activities whereby by and large, we are forgetful of the Lord, in one sense, we should not have a guilt feeling. Although our scriptures say we should always be conscious of the Lord, always be chanting the names of the Lord, Kirtaniya Sadahari. In fact, it is said of all the instructions which are there in our scriptures, 
the most important instruction is to always remember Krishna and to never forget Krishna. All other instructions, there are many, many instructions, do this, do that, do this, prata, do this, fasting, all that are subsidiary instructions because ultimately these all instructions are meant to lead us to a stage which is to always remember the Lord and never forget the Lord. So that is one thing which we have to keep in mind. Always have this one very nicely, very properly placed in front of our zeros. In other words, we have to set our priorities. Are we being too passionate to achieve our goals? How do we judge that? Well, do we have enough time to pursue our spiritual goals, spiritual activities? Sometimes people get so involved, so entangled that they have no time for chanting at the end of they have taken a commitment and late in the night, 10, 30, 11, they are finishing their rounds, somehow, somehow wanting their rounds to get over. For days together, we have not got time to read Bhagavad Gita. Then we can conclude that yes, somewhere we have gone wrong, somewhere we have gone off track, somewhere we have messed up our priorities in life. This brings us to another important question. What is the greatest defeat in human life? You know, we see human life or other life is full of happiness and distress, joy and sorrow, dualities of this world, gain and loss, victory and defeat. What is the greatest defeat, especially in human form of life? We can set priorities in our life, keeping this understanding in mind. What is the greatest defeat in life? None of us want to be defeated. All of us strive for victory. When we see a match between two teams, everyone is wanting to be victorious. Everyone is trying hard. How everyone is sweating, everyone is spending a lot of time practicing to ensure that we are victorious. Nobody wants to get defeated. What is the greatest defeat? Yes, Indian team gets defeated in a match. They don't qualify for, let's say, a final or a semi-final. It's a defeat for the Indian team. But what is the greatest defeat? So Srila Prabhupada mentions, the mission of human life is to realize one's self, which is also called self-realization or God-realization. It's a mission of human life. It's the most important goal. Although we may be striving for 100 things, but this is the number one thing which we should be striving for. If this is not there in our focus, then we, our priorities are wrong. The mission of human life is to realize oneself and then gradually go back home, back to Godhead. The human form of life is especially meant for 
we were talking about god realization self realization realizing oneself it is not possible in any other life form the 84 lakh species plants birds aquatics reptiles so many life forms but in none of these life forms we have an opportunity to understand about ourselves about god how we can control the senses how we can control the mind that ability that intelligence is not there so this human form of life is meant especially to get out of the bondage of fruitive activities but as long as one is forgetful of his life's mission and acts like an ordinary animal Prabhupada uses this word quite often in his books, in his writings, in his teachings, in his lectures. If we are doing the same activities which even animals are doing, but maybe in a much more gorgeous way, much more sophisticated way, much more grander, that does not qualify us that we are using our intelligence properly we are setting our priorities properly if we use our intelligence and act in the same way as animals are doing eating sleeping mating and defending this ignorance is the greatest defeat of human life in other words if our priorities is all about how i can eat better how i can sleep better how i can mate better how I can defend better and that's what i am spending all my time and energy on a scripture says it is the greatest defeat in human form of life and i told you that none of us want to be defeated so if we don't want to get defeated in life it is very very important that our time is not spent only on these activities yes for our survival we have to eat we have to sleep we have to defend ourselves it is required that's why krishna in the gita says one who is regulated in his eating sleeping recreation and work is regulated when we go off balance when we don't have this focus that human life is meant for god realization self realization for purification when we lose that understanding when we come under the influence of that agyan or ignorance then definitely a consequence of that would be our priorities will go off and we will start focusing on things which are relatively less important and that is what is by and large happening in this world everyone is busy everyone is working very hard in fact shrimad bhagavatam predicts that in kali yuga people will be manda sumanda matayo manda bhagya people will be lazy people will be less intelligent unfortunate so someone asked me bhagavatam is saying people will be lazy but we see people are very active very passionate people are working 16 hours 18 hours yes people are working 16 hours 18 hours a day but spiritually lazy the priorities have gone wrong we are focusing too much time and energy on things which are of 
less importance or of no importance. Just like children, if you go on a beach, you will see children are very active playing, building houses out of sand dunes. They are very busy, very active and the parents are just sitting at a distance and watching the entire thing. And a time comes when the parent says enough, enough of playing, now let's go home. And then a wave comes and all what they have so apparently painstakingly created, it's all washed away. The parents have an idea that after all it's all temporary stuff what they are doing. Even if they are making very nicely, a time will come it will be all washed away. So hence they are not very amused but knowing that they are children, they want to play, they are allowing them to play and they are watching from a distance for the time to come so that they can wind up and then they can take them home for a relatively more important activity. In the home they have to do their homework, they have to do their studies. Yes, we need time for recreation. Good, okay, let them do it. So likewise, we have to set our priorities right. And that comes when we have the right knowledge. When we are ignorant of this fact that human life is meant for purification, human life is meant for self-realization, we will definitely pursue wrong goals and in the process lose our priority. Now this brings us to another associated understanding or question. What is the root cause of a person being unhappy? Now we also see that people at times even though they are working very, very hard, very passionately pursuing their goals, but we don't see many people happy, genuinely happy. Why is it so? If people are pursuing the goals very passionately, then, and also there is a sense of achievement when you achieve the results, when you, when you, reach your goals and in this present time we see people are are working very hard and also a lot of changes are happening a lot of accomplishments are there technology is supporting it people can do many things you know sitting in the home you can you can learn so many things you can do so many things all the information is at your fingertips technology enables you can pursue whatever you want to pursue and learn and, and do justice to that particular field. But still we see more and more people are unhappy, are discontented, are not satisfied. So what is the root cause? So Prabhupada says, actually every living being is an eternal servant of Krishna. Jivera Swarupa Hoye Nityera Krishna Das. But due to forgetfulness, a living entity engages himself as servant of Maya. So dharma of dharma is also translated as characteristic of a particular thing. Dharma of sugar is sweetness. Dharma of a chili. You cannot have a sweet chili or a pungent sugar. 
no doubt these days you can have some flavors added just for variety sake but nevertheless sugar is meant to be sweet so likewise dharma means an intrinsic inseparable quality of a thing or an object so if we were to analyze and introspect the intrinsic inseparable quality of a jiva or a soul is to serve right from president of united states to a beggar in a street we all are serving someone even the so called politicians they want to serve the citizens serve the nation serve the people so whenever election happens they have a manifesto they say we will be serving like this this is our agenda this is our manifesto so everyone is serving someone we cannot not serve someone unfortunately what have that is our constitutional position just like sweetness is a dharma of sugar but when we defy god when we go off balance with respect to our priorities and when we stop spending time with the lord in prayers in chanting in remembering the lord in hearing about the lord in following the lord's instructions we cannot give up our characteristic but instead of serving the lord instead of spending time with the lord we spend time with the wrong masters and start serving the wrong masters and we become servants of our senses we become servants of our minds if we analyze our mind our senses are dictating us see this eat this drink this you will be happy and that's how advancement is all about how we can see whatever we want to see whatever our senses are demanding we can eat whatever our tongue is wanting at any time of the day and that's how you have swiggies of the day and somatos any time on an app you call and next half an hour there will be door delivery with hot whatever you have wanted and we think that yes this facility exists and i can eat whatever i want i can i can sleep whenever i want and i'll be happy but it is against our constitutional position jivera swarupa hoy our constitutional position is that we are servants of god or krishna as long as one is engaged in maya service he cannot be happy so instead of serving lord instead of spending time with the lord we end up spending time with so many things so many people so many objects so many pursuing so many goals we go off balance and the net net is we are not happy and we are discontented so that's how people are very passionate at times they are achieving their goals but because there is no inherent satisfaction happiness the next goal next goal next goal next goal and life ends up becoming a rat race there was a quote which says that even if you win a rat race even if assuming that we are very smart very intelligent we are very passionate and we win that rat race but eventually 
we end up becoming a rat. So human form of life is meant, as I meant earlier, is meant for God-realization or self-realization. And hence, it is very important that we give priority to God, pursue spiritual activities. Why? Because that is aligned with our nature. Second, the accomplishment, whatever we accumulate because of these activities have a permanent credit with respect to the soul. When we leave this body, everything material which we have accumulated, assets, property, wealth, knowledge, beauty, intelligence, is all lost, is all gone. Will we invest our money in a bank which we know is eventually going to wind up? Everyone will be reluctant when there was some issue with uh, Yes Bank and a few other banks, Punjab National Bank, some scandals happened and some. So people were rushing to withdraw their money because they know that it is not safe. And knowing that people will withdraw their money, RBI imposed limitation, yes, you can withdraw only this much. You cannot withdraw more than that. Because nobody wants to invest their money or keep their money in a bank, in a, uh, in a, be in a ship which is sinking. So a devotee of the Lord, knowing that in one sense it's like a sinking ship, the investment is of no permanent credit. With that understanding, he invests his time in spiritual activities, in God. And whatever credits he accrues is of permanent nature. In fact, these are the real credits which actually come with the soul when the soul moves from one body to another. So what is the sum and substance of the Krishna consciousness movement? This was a question asked to Srila Prabhupada. What is the sum and substance? We are opening many, many temples, doing so many activities, distributing books, magazines, conducting programs, organizing sessions on Gita, distributing this knowledge, inviting people to join us, participate in festivals. What is the sum and substance? In other words, what is the essence? What is the gone of riti of all these activities? Too many activities, plethora of activities. What is the sum and substance of this Krishna consciousness movement? This was asked to Srila Prabhupada. So Prabhupada mentions all the great Acharyas Strong, strongly recommend that people be given a chance to hear about the Supreme Lord. Then success is assured. The more we hear, now why hearing is important? So in other words, we should give priority to hearing. Prabhupada says, then success is assured. If our priorities are not right, then we will hear the wrong things, associate with wrong people. 
So the sum and substance of this Krishna consciousness movement is to give chance to people to hear about the Supreme Lord. Then success is assured. The more we hear, the more we cleanse the dirt of material attachment from our hearts, the more we become attracted to Krishna's name, forms, activities, paraphernalia, etc. This is the sum and substance of Krishna consciousness movement. So we are giving opportunity for people to come associate with the devotees, hear about the Lord. The more we hear about the Lord, the more our heart will get purified, the more the agyan, the ignorance which is blinding us, which is covering the real knowledge, the real understanding, which is making us set the wrong goals, that agyan which is making us defocused will go. That's why Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, when he went to South India, there was one Brahmana who wanted to leave his home, leave his family and accompany Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu told him, Sthane sthite shruti gatam, wherever you are, whatever circumstances you are in, be there. Sthane sthite, be there. Shruti gatam, but do one thing. What is that? Hear about the Lord. And what will happen? The heart will get purified. The knowledge, the real knowledge will awaken. The Supreme Lord who is within everyone's heart becomes very pleased when a person hears narration of his activities. And he personally cleanses the dirt from the mind of the listener. Hridayantastohi abhadrani Vidunoti, he washes away all the dirts from within the heart and the mind. Material existence is caused by dirty things within the mind. If one can cleanse the mind, he comes to his original position of Krishna consciousness and thus his life becomes successful. Therefore, all great saints in devotional life very strongly recommend the process of hearing. So today we are talking about the right priorities, giving priority to God. Although it's a generic word, giving priority to God, here this understanding, from this understanding, we get to know that we have to give priority to hearing about God. Adhau Shraddha Tata Sadhu Sangha, we associate with the devotees. And if we have done proper shravanam, if we have done proper hearing, then what will happen? We'll naturally get taste, we'll naturally get an inspiration, we'll naturally get motivated to do bhajan kriya. If we have not sufficiently heard, even our chanting will become mechanical. It will become tasteless. Our spiritual activities will lose a context, why we are doing what we are doing, we will not know and it will, we will not be able to sustain. Moment something interesting comes up in our life, we will start pursuing that and we will get defocused here. 
so it is very very important how do we know we are off balance how do we know our priorities are off we have gone wrong in setting our priorities if we find that we have no time for hearing about god we have no time for reading bhagavad gita bhagavatam and authorized books or scriptures and if we stop doing this thing sometimes people they become so busy in their lives that at times they just chant only somehow finish their chanting no reading no time to associate with the devotees no time to visit the temple yes one day two day it's understandable at times there could be emergencies in life there could be situations where a person gets very involved busy somebody is sick in the family somebody is some exams have come it's understandable one day two days three days but if it is happening regularly and ongoing basis then there is a reason for us to become cautious and do the necessary correction so we'll continue with our discussion we will now have kirtans request all of you to kindly join us we will participate in the kirtans request you also to join in singing and and enthusiastically participating by clapping your hands and then after the kirtan uh, we will come back and resume this discussion and cover as to what we can actually do to set the right priorities hari krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, 
Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Prem se, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna, Hari Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hari Hari, Hari Rama, Hari Rama, Rama Rama, Hari Hari, Gaur Prithande. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare, Hare Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare, Hare Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Ram, Hare Ram, Ram Ram, Hare Hare. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Hare 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 Hare
संकीर्तन यज्ञ की सम्मेद गौर भक्त वृंद की निताई गौरव रेमनंदे क्विक रिकैप ऑफ व्हाट वी हैव सो फार कवर्ड वी टॉक्ड अबाउट परसुइंग सम मेटीरियल गोल्स इज नॉट नेसेसरी रॉन्ग we may not have a guilt feeling if we are sure that we have that one placed very properly in front of those zeros and to place that one we talked about the most important thing which is the sum and substance of this krishna consciousness movement is to hear about the lord when we hear about the lord all other things about that inspiration that motivation will all come naturally adhau shraddha tat sadhu sanga bhajan kriya and we also talked about that how if we do not strive for self realization spend quality time in pursuing our spiritual growth 
then it's the greatest defeat in our life because we'll end up doing the same things which animals are doing although maybe in a much more sophisticated much more polished way so now we come to what are the practical applications what we can do to set the priorities right the root cause what propels us what drives us is our desires kama because of lusty desires we are in this material world because of material desires we are engaged in material activities we are pursuing material goals and i also mentioned that all of a sudden we cannot kill those desires we cannot become desireless so what can we do practically unless one is completely freed of material desires which are caused by the dense darkness of ignorance first is agyan and for that agyan we have to hear नष्ट प्रायशु अभद्रेशु नित्यम भागवत सेवया when we set our priorities right when we hear daily nityam bhagavata sevaya then what will happen nashta prayesh abhadresh all the dirty things in our heart envy jealousy pride greed lust they will all slowly start getting vanquished nashta prayesh abhadreshu nityam bhagavata sevaya bhagavati uttama shloke bhaktir bhavati naishtiki that love for the god the desire to serve the lord to hear about the lord navavida bhakti will automatically manifest unless one is completely freed of material desires which are caused by the dense darkness of ignorance so when we hear about the lord that agyana om agyana timirandasya gyananjana shalakaya when our eyes gets opened up when the darkness gets removed then automatically we get sense what desires to pursue material desires to caused by dense darkness of ignorance one cannot fully engage in devotional service of the lord because of too much of material desires we will not be able to spend time with the lord we will have material desires and will pursue material goals will be very passionate will think that spending time with god is waste of time in that time i can do many more important things that feeling will come therefore we should always offer our prayers to lord narsimha deva how do we now handle this material desires we have material desires how do we handle that so practical thing prabhupada is suggesting therefore we should offer prayers to lord narsimha why narsimha who killed hiranyakashipu we know hiranyakashipu is father of prahlad maharaj and narsimha narsimha came in that half lion half man form and killed hiranyakashipu the personification of material now who is hiranyakashipu although is father of 
Prahlad Maharaj, but he is personification of material desires. Hiranya Kashipu, soft bed and gold. So everyone is looking for comforts, luxuries and looking for money. That's what Hiranyakashipu also was looking for. So Hiranyakashipu was embodiment of material desires and Lord came as Narsimadeva and killed Hiranyakashipu. The personification of material desires. Any devotee aspiring to be free of material desires should offer his respectful prayers to Narsimadeva as Prahlad Maharaj did. So Prabhupada as part of a morning program has given us, you know, prayers to be offered to Lord Narsimha Deva, prayers to be offered for Tulsi Maharani, prayers to be offered for the spiritual master, Srila Prabhupada. Our day starts with Mangalarti, and then we have Tulsi Arti, then we have Narsimha Arti, then we have Guru Puja, then we have chanting. All these activities adds in vanquishing that ignorance and also uplifting us spiritually, killing those material desires, the reactions of the sinful activities which we have performed in this life and in our previous lives. Any devotee aspiring to be free should offer these prayers. We should pray to Lord Narsimha Deva to sit in our hearts. We should pray, Bahir Narsimha Hridaye Narsimha, let Lord Narsimha Deva sit in the core of my heart killing all my bad propensities. Let my mind become clean so that I can peacefully worship the Lord and bring peace to the entire world. Now today also we are hearing this Gita Live session. By hearing this, that we have to pray, there will be some, some of us may get that inspiration, yes, I should do it. So it all starts from hearing. Sthane sthite shruti gatam. Now we are talking about setting priorities right, so we should set priorities in such a way that we get quality time in chanting, quality time in reading, quality time in hearing. How do we know we are off balance? How do we know our priorities have gone wrong? When we don't find time for these activities. Somehow we are struggling in doing it. Somehow we are struggling and finishing our rounds. We know that we have gone off in our priorities. I was reading one nice article which says that unless we have a higher taste, we will not give up lower taste. And unless we give up lower taste, we will not get higher taste. So in other words, a person can be caught up in a negative spiral. He is already off balance. He has already messed up his priorities. He has no time for chanting, no time for hearing, no time for reading. And because he has no time for chanting, no time for hearing, no time for reading, he is getting more and more materially sucked pursuing more and more materialistic goals and losing taste in spiritual life and going deeper and deeper in ignorance. This is a negative spiral. Already we are entangled, already we have material desires, already we have so many ignorance clouding our consciousness 
and on top of that we are engaged in so many activities we have no taste for chanting reading hearing and we are getting more and more entangled that's why shri prabhupada has given us initially the bhakti the activities we are doing is called sadhana bhakti we like it or we don't like it we do have taste or we don't have taste we do it and what happens when we do sadhana bhakti follow the rules given by acharyas his instructions then even though we may not have taste we are trying to come into that positive cycle when we do that the ignorance will go we will experience some higher taste because of that higher taste we will be inclined to do more spiritual activities because we engage in more spiritual activities we will have more higher taste more knowledge will more enlightenment will come and we can go upwards so the starting point is we have to follow the instructions given so here prabhupada is recommending that we pray to lord narsimha deva who sit in our heart and kill all the wrong propensities all the material desires which are propelling us to do many wrong things and because of all this material desires we go off track and and lose track of what is really important in life we set wrong priorities and then we will wind up before we take up some questions what prabhupad was asked what is the greatest success in life we don't want to get defeated we all want to be victorious we all want to be successful we are pursuing our material desires we are having goals aspirations to be successful a team is playing team is practicing putting lot of effort lot of energy strategizing planning executing working together to win to be successful so in human form of life what is real success although yes it's a subjective thing we can have many understanding for a person who is who is a sportsman success may be winning a match for a person who is in a different field a musician to to have the best of songs uh, to have so much of viewership so many people appreciating so many fans could be a goal but overall in life what according to shastras according to acharyas according to enlightened souls according to scriptures what is real success so here it is mentioned the real success is anta narayana smriti remembering the holy name attributes activities and form of the lord at the time of death although we may be engaged in lord's devotional service in the temple material conditions are so tough and inevitable that we may forget the lord at the time of death and how do we remember the lord at the time of death only when we have practiced when we have cultivated that remembrance only when we have cultivated the attachment to the lord whatever we are attached to whatever we have 
spent our time and energy on a cumulative effect of that will be there at the point of death bharat maharaj got attached to deer so the deer was in his consciousness and when he was leaving his body unfortunately he remembered the deer he was mind was preoccupied with the deer and he got the next birth as a deer so if we have to not get defeated in life in this human form of life if we have to be successful then our scriptures is saying that we have to cultivate our attachment to the lord cultivate our remembrance of the lord have the right kind of desires purified so that at the point of death we will be able to anta narayana smriti we able to remember the lord and if we remember the lord and leave the body we go back to the spiritual world and don't have to take birth again in this material world and suffer repeated birth and death and that will only happen how do we remember that will only happen if our priorities are right and we have spent time with the lord on a daily basis any relationship to crystallize requires investment of time investment of energy it doesn't happen automatically if there is a relationship between husband and wife a relationship between father and a child that relationship can only crystallize can only strengthen can only manifest if there is an investment done a father who spends no time with his child or a husband who spends no time with his wife or vice versa will not have a strong good relationship it will be very superficial naam ke vaaste so if we also just naam ke vaaste 2 minutes 3 minutes in the morning we spend time doing our prayers ritualistically that will be of no use that's why all the scriptures even in the bhagavad gita krishna towards the end is saying my highest instruction is man mana think of me bhav mat bhakto become my devotee worship me offer obeisances to me krishna is saying this is my highest instruction and it is all about and we can follow that instruction if our priorities are right we are thinking of the lord we are chanting the names of the lord we are hearing about the lord we are becoming his devotees we are offering obeisances to the lord we are visiting the temple of the lord so prabhupad has given very crystal clear directions there is no ambiguity what we should be doing how we should structure our life even if a person who is staying outside how he should structure his life how he should start his day how he should end his day what he should do what he should not do very very crystal clear instructions have been given if you follow that definitely that agyan that ignorance which is clouding our consciousness will go we will have the right good sense and definitely we will gradually ensure that we are spending quality time with the lord doing the right things and automatically when we develop this higher taste all the lower things the wrong things which is sucking our time will gradually 
peel off. So we'll take up some questions. <clears throat> First question is what is yoga maya? Just like we have this maya in this material world, we have yoga maya which is also energy of the Lord which enables a devotee at times to forget the position of the Lord to enable the Lord to enact his pastimes. It is because of that yoga maya shakti at times devotees even forget the, the, boy, the cowherd boyfriends in Vrindavan. They even forgot that Krishna is the supreme Lord. Yashoda Maya Nanda Maharaj even forgot that Krishna is not an ordinary child. He is, he is the supreme personality of Godhead. This yoga maya covering enables the Lord to enact his wonderful leelas or pastimes. The next question is the biggest impediment by which men, we all get deceived ourselves in giving priority to God is our self-aggrandizing sick psyche which do not agree for a personal God. Isn't it Prabhuji? Yes, I agree to some degree. Many people may be believers in God but may not be fully convinced about the personal aspect of Lord. And that happens as I mentioned here, Stane Sthite Shruti Gatam. We have to hear about the Lord from the right persons, the right source. And when we hear that, automatically that ignorance, the wrong understanding will go away. And Nishtha, firm faith, Ruchi, Asakti, Bhava, Prema, automatically step by step will manifest. So yes, uh, we get deceived. Our priorities go off balance if our understanding is wrong and that can be corrected what we discussed. We have to just more and more try to hear about the Lord from the right source. The next question is, does Maya induce material consciousness in a jiva by which he enjoys material nature separate of Lord Krishna, which is the cause of his downfall and conditioning? Am I right? It is true. Uh, Icha, dvesha, samuthena, when material desires come, desires to be the enjoyer and we become envious of the Lord, we come in this material world, downfall which you mentioned and moment we come in this material world, we get conditioned. That's why it's called conditioned soul. We come under the dualities, hot and cold, fame and infamy man and woman, the dualities of this, we fall into the clutches. Although as soul, we are always blissful. We are not male or female, but moment we come under this material clutches, this material world, we get conditioned. We, we fall in the trap of the dualities of this material world and get more and more entangled. The next question is, do Krishna consciousness or bhakti activities like chanting, reading, honoring prasadam, kirtan, gaining knowledge about Krishna is inspired by Paramatma present within the heart of a jiva? Paramatma is the Lord who is seated in the heart. He is the well-wisher. But Paramatma or the Lord respects our free will. If we are too determined and too materialistic and have lot of material desires and 
too adamant that yes i want to pursue it parmatma will give facility to pursue those desires if a devotee shows yes i want the real knowledge and he is trying his best in spite of lot of limitations in spite of circumstances not being favorable he is trying his best struggling to follow the instructions of the spiritual master following the instructions which is given by the lord in the gita then parmatma who is seated in the heart will facilitate will help krishna in the gita says from me comes knowledge remembrance and forgetfulness so krishna will give the right remembrance so that what to do what not to do whom to meet whom not to meet what to hear what not to hear and that will help us either come in the right direction or go in the wrong direction parmatma moment we start treading this path of spirituality parmatma starts helping in fact it guides us to the right spiritual master and spiritual master in turn guides to the right understanding about the lord so in one sense they work in tandem so if we are fortunate if we are blessed if we try our best to spend time with the lord pursue spiritual life parmatma starts helping such a devotee to enable his journey uh, towards the lord isn't anger the most difficult to control than other two because sometimes even devotees excludes prabhupada and other exalted devotees get angry on each other due to misjudgment misunderstanding there's a geeta there's a verse in the geeta which says lust anger and greed are the three gates leading to hell so looks like the question is isn't anger the most difficult to control than other two again it depends person to person some people by nature are very angry are very short tempered some people by nature are very lusty some people by nature are very greedy so again it depends yes these all can be very difficult to control and the next question or associated point is that even we see devotees also at times getting angry because of misjudgment or misunderstanding yes it's a fact that at times we see even devotees getting angry because a devotee becoming a devotee is not a binary logic binary logic means zero or one that's called binary logic so in in computer science you have the information stored as a bit or a byte it's all as zero or one it doesn't happen that way just because somebody has changed his dress does not does not necessarily mean that he has become a devotee devotee yes in one sense superficially he has joined the mission or probably he has changed his dress he has shaved his head yes we have to give due respect to such a person who has sacrificed but that does not necessarily mean that a person because he has joined a mission or joined an ashram suddenly he becomes pure he still has material desires he still is conditioned he still has those base tendencies still has the agyan which is covering the consciousness although he is much more favorably situated because he is in the right place taking the right medicine in a much more systematic much more disciplined way that is the benefit but still the disease may be there the conditioning may be there the agyan may be there until such conditioning exist 
all the base qualities will manifest. Prabhupada says that when you switch off a fan, suddenly it does not come to a halt. It takes time, it retards and slowly it may come to the halt. Provided we do not again switch off and switch on. Sometimes because of conditioning we are not even able to very strongly switch off. We get tempted to switch it on again. And who knows, we may see that fan is not coming to a halt. So all kinds of scenarios are possible. All kinds of devotees are there. Some very sincere devotees are there who make very quick progress, very quick advancement and we see their nature changing very fast. We also see at times devotees who are apparently stagnant in their spiritual journey. They may be practicing but very ritualistically, very mechanically, very half-heartedly, may not be very sincere in their attempt for purification. So that's why, yes, such anomalies are possible and we have to understand why such anomalies exist. Just because somebody has joined the mission does not mean that he has become fully pure. He is on the path of purification. He is better situated to take the medicine which will enable him to become pure. How can a person sometimes swayed by some circumstances like a wave goes off track can get back again? Because then the person has already gone in the influence of material maya. The living entity is called marginal energy. Prabhupada compares just like the sea beach, the land on the beach, sometimes it is underwater and sometimes when the waves recede, it is relatively dry. There is also some piece of land which is always underwater and there is also piece of land which is completely away from water, which is always dry. But there is some land which sometimes is in water and sometimes it is out of water. So the living entity, we, can come under the influence of Maya and sometimes if we are having good sense, we are in good association, we are in spiritual understanding, then we can be away from Maya. It is said that Krishna Surya Sama Maya Haya Andakar. Krishna is like the sun and Maya is like darkness. Wherever there is sun, there is no place for darkness. And for sure when the place is dark, either we have consciously or unconsciously debarred that sun or sunlight or light to come in. So, yes, in life of a devotee, we will sometime go in Maya. But if we are struggling, if we are trying our best to follow the instructions, as I said, there is latent material desire, we are conditioned, we have urges, there is a habitual response to things. So yes, we can go astray, we can get temporarily covered by Maya. But if we are in association of devotees, there is a good chance that we can come back to our good sense very soon. So it is possible the person goes back Maya and he again comes back. There is also a danger that a person can go completely tangent and off track and may take a long, long time to come back. But the guarantee is once a person has tasted a higher taste, 
has tasted spiritual life, has tasted real pleasure, then sooner or later the person will come back. It may take one day, it may take one year, it may take one lifetime, it may take many lifetimes. Example of Bharat Maharaj, he got very attached to deer, but next life, although he took the birth of a deer, he still remembered and he was not like any other deer, he was always in the company of the sages, staying close to the place where the sages were staying. So that good sense will always remain, even if a person temporarily goes in Maya. Many times I heard that Lord Shiva is greatest among all the Vaishnavas, but in purport of Bhagavad Gita 2.62, the Lord Shiva was in deep meditation, but when Parvati agitated him for sense pleasure, he agreed to the proposal and as a result Kartikeya was born. When Haridas Thakur was a young devotee of Lord, he was similarly allured by incarnation of Maya Devi, but Haridas easily passed the test. So here it sounds that Lord Shiva has alloyed devotion. Please give the right understanding. We have to understand the pastimes, the leelas of the Lord and of exalted devotees from a pure devotee. Otherwise, there is a chance of we getting a wrong understanding and coming to a wrong conclusion. Now we have example of Lord Shiva getting attracted, Mohini Murti, and then we have example of even Brahma getting attracted. These all pastimes are there just to drive home some very important lesson and understanding for us. We should not conclude from these pastimes that he is less he is less devoted, he is more devoted. This thing, these all, as I said, the leelas of the Lord just for us, so that we can learn very important principle that even exalted personalities like Lord Shiva, even personalities like Lord Brahma can get, if not conscious, can get Maya, is, Krishna is saying that Mama Maya Dhurattaya, it's so, so difficult to overcome. So this is a lesson for us mortal beings that we should not be overconfident, we should not think that we are great. Even exalted personalities who have so much knowledge, who have so much of devotion, can also get swayed. What to speak of, you know, small mortal beings like us. So this shows, this, this is to give us some sense of humility, to make us grounded. Yes, Krishna, your energy is very powerful. I need your help. Only by your mercy I can cross this ocean of nascence. So we have to understand it. As you rightly said, there are many purports, uh, there are many explanations given by Prabhupada to explain such this thing. Kindly go through it and understand it patiently and then you will have the right understanding. Don't conclude that Shiva is less exalted, so and so is more exalted. Many Leelas of the Lord are there enacted to demonstrate an important principle so that we can learn and understand that principle. Demigods aspire life of human beings for humans achieve love of Godhead and self-realization in a short duration of 80 to 100 years as compared to them. Why do humans don't realize this? We don't realize this because we are not hearing enough that ignorance which is clouding our consciousness is is making us believe something else as more important. 
making us believe. In fact, Yudhishthira Maharaj was asked, what is the most surprising thing? Sudhishthira Maharaj replied, Ahani, Ahani, Bhutani, Gachanti, Yamalayam. Although many, many people, many, many souls are going to the abode of Yamaraj, Yamalayam, Sheshastavaraichanti, but those who are remaining back, they think that they're going to settle down peacefully here. They're not going to die one day. They're not going to go to the Yamalayam one day. This is the most surprising thing. And why don't we have that understanding that one day we also have to leave everything and go? Again, it's because of ignorance, because of lacking proper spiritual understanding, lacking the understanding of soul, being too deep in bodily concept of life. So why don't human realize it? Because we are ignorant. We are in covered by illusion. Our knowledge, understanding has been taken away by Maya Parita Jnana. Next. How do we determine, how to be determined our daily routine and how to be regulated? When the rocket lifts off, initially a lot of fuel it gets consumed. There's a lot of energy required for the for rocket to lift off. And once the rocket reaches the orbit or rather it's in its orbit, then it relatively moves effortlessly. So Krishna in the Gita says, Susukum kartum avyayam, this knowledge, this is Raj Vidya, spiritual life need not be a perpetual struggle. Sometimes people ask, how do you get up in the morning? Every day need not be a struggle. Yes, initially it is a struggle. Initially to chant attentively is a struggle because we have no taste for it. Initially to read Bhagavad Gita or hear a lecture is a struggle. But we don't have to have the understanding that perpetually for the rest of our life, for all time to come, we have to keep struggling. There is hopeless defeat, struggle and defeat, struggle and victory and effortless victory. What Haridas Thakur achieved when Chintamani came and tried tempting him was an effortless victory. He was not struggling to control his lusty desires. So likewise in our spiritual life, in our daily routine, we don't have to every day struggle to chant, every day struggle to get up. Although initially it may be the case. As I said, unless we have a higher taste, we don't give up lower taste. Unless we give up lower taste, we cannot experience higher taste. So initially there may be a lot of effort required from our side to control our mind, control our senses. But once we are in the orbit, then it can become effortless. I am feeling lack of inspiration in chanting. I also feel sleepy while chanting. Please help. If we are lacking inspiration, partly we covered in today's session, it is also because of we are not hearing enough or we have not developed taste for hearing. Shravanam Kirtanam. Shravanam precedes Kirtanam. A time will come, the, mechanic, the chanting becomes mechanical if we have not done enough shravanam, if we don't have context of why we are chanting. That's why you know, we have that Namamrita book which talks about the glories of chanting of the holy name. So if we have done sufficient 
reading or understanding of that then we will value the time otherwise we will feel why are we wasting time one hour two hours in the morning prime time that time we can do yoga that time we can do uh, asanas we can do meditation we can go for jogging we can go for running we can go for walking why waste time one hour two hours in chanting the thought will come and we'll go off balance in our priorities one hour of uh, doing uh, you know running one of our this thing and then we have no time first six to eight rounds goes very well and further rounds goes like a burden how to tackle like we said here we have lot of conditioning we have material desires we have lot of impurities in our heart during chanting also mind is constantly in a mode planning thinking about what to do thinking of our material goals so pray to lord narsimha deva narsimha deva descended he killed hrinakashipu which prabhupad says was an embodiment of material desires pray to the lord for helping you to give the right knowledge right inspiration and by the mercy of the lord there is two kind of siddha siddhi we can get perfection one is through our sadhana sadhana siddha and this another thing is called kripa siddha by the mercy of the lord by the mercy of his pure devotees the best part in spiritual life whatever we are lacking we can pray we can beg we can ask for and the lord is very merciful pure devotees are very merciful we can ask you go rich man and ask for money he may give may not give but the lord is wanting us to advance in our spiritual life that's why we have to spend time with the lord prayers is all about seeking that kripa that mercy that blessings from the lord and when we get the mercy of the lord things becomes much easier i live in uh my one round of chanting takes 10 minutes is it correct timings uh prabhupad said chanting fast or slow is secondary the main thing is to hear attentively but generally uh reasonable pace if we chant not too fast not too slow a person can finish his round one round 108 times in 8 to 9 minutes 7 and 1/2 to 8 to 9 minutes that is the range some people finish it 8 minutes 9 minutes 7 and 1/2 minutes looks like 10 can be little on a higher side but the main thing is not the time we consume the main thing is are we attentive are we hearing sharply each and every word of the mantra pronouncing distinctly and sharply hearing that is the main thing i live in united states that krishna movement hasn't come the nearest temple is say maybe 1200 miles is it possible to worship krishna without being in full devotion uh prabhupad recommended initially we can worship gornitai which is chaitanya mahaprabhu who is uh krishna himself who have come in this kaliyuga he is very very merciful he is very very munificent munificent he doesn't take any offenses when we directly start worshiping krishna deity there are possibilities of we committing offenses and initially i would strongly recommend you can download a image picture of gornitai chaitanya mahaprabhu uh, and then you can have a print out you can have a frame done and you can start worshiping them 
the lord is omnipotent he is omnipresent he is present in the form even in his picture if we are having that devotion we can start with that and definitely chaitanya mahaprabhu being very merciful will reciprocate and will guide you what should you do next to go further in your spiritual journey thank you so much for joining us a small important announcement for next 4 weeks we will be not having the geeta live session for next 4 weeks because we are in middle of something and uh, we also planning to start conducting these sessions offline offline in the sense uh, in the physical place temple with people coming and all that we got many such requests now so for next 4 weeks we will not have it and then we will keep communicating through our uh, youtube channel and through our other messaging apps to whatsapp and all that when we are going to resume this thank you very much for joining us uh, it was nice to have all of you for the session today look forward to having you again hare krishna